0: everybody welcome back to another episode of hanging heavy as always i'm your boy desecrator and coming to you live september 20th friday you know how we do we do this on friday court this friday night make sure it goes up friday at least by midnight i love jenny <clears throat> Hopefully you guys are doing well I can't complain I'm uh, feeling fine and dandy uh, um, If this is the first time you've uh, stumbled across this show uh, Thank you, this is Hanging Heavy The podcast where the conversation can get as heavy as the host um, And uh, for those of you that do now, what's up? This is not your first time at the rodeo. Uh, thank you for coming back. I'm, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, get into, into today's news. You know, normally, or fuck, I, I start basically every episode talking about a little statistics. And, uh, you know, uh, why am I going to make it any different? So for the last seven days, I have seven downloads and now that's not a lot, but seeing as how I don't advertise on any social media at all, I, uh, I think I'm doing not so bad, <laughs> uh, I guess with that in mind, go ahead and uh, shout me out on your social media if you could do that. Spread the word, spread the love, let everyone know that we're out here, you know? It's not only just my friends. It's people around the world. I'm Mr. Worldwide now. So let me go ahead and spew a little statistics I got here. So these statistics are only from Podbean app, uh, the Google Play, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and the website. So I can't... uh, It also goes up on YouTube. I don't have those statistics for you, but maybe one day I'll learn how to do that, but... As of right now, I ain't going to do it. (coughs) So from August 31st to September 20th, I have, uh, let me see, exactly 34 downloads. And from those 34, 11 of them come from the United States. Uh, That's where this podcast is recorded, so it makes the most sense. Three of those downloads come from the United Kingdom, across the pond. Oh, fuck, that's an Australian accent. Or fucking New Zealand. Uh, Excuse me, I don't know the Queen's English. Uh, Two downloads from fucking my brothers in the Great White North. One download from Down Under. Australia. One from the Netherlands. One from Norway. And one from Singapore. Those sound a lot like VPNs. But nevertheless, I appreciate you giving me a shot. So I like to break it down from those bigger margins as much as I can. So out of those 11 downloads from the United States, I have three coming from the biggest state in the country. California with three. (sighs) I feel kind of bad because number two in the number two spot, my Michigan Gangsters with two downloads. Everything else is just one Got one from Colorado, one from Illinois, one from Massachusetts, one from Minnesota. Ugh, what the hell was that? Excuse me, I'm uh, ignorant. And one coming in, one, 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 Texas. That's where this show is fucking birthed. So fuck you, Texas. Uh, share the love. Now, the two downloads from Canada, one of them is from Ontario, and one of them is from the Quebec area. So, again, thank you, America's Top Hat, for at least giving me a chance. And uh, for my listeners down under, one of the one download comes from Victoria. I don't know what that means, but I like it. I like it. I like it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read off my top three most popular episodes as to date. And, of course, number one. Uh, it's back. Spooky Scary Skeletons. I guess I just named that episode fucking primetime. 12 downloads. That episode is always in my 10 top most downloaded episodes. Now, I recorded that on Halloween last year. And that one's still my most fucking popular episode. So, maybe I should do some more creepy pastas. Maybe I should do some more scary stories. N- number four the world's on fire and number three and they're both they're both with four downloads uh they're i mean they're basically the same fucking percentage but why hollywood why that one was recorded both of those were recorded the ass end of august so not too long ago so maybe that means my newer episodes are catching on i guess what i'm doing is working So again, I want to thank you guys that uh, are new here. Thank you for giving me a shot. And those of you that have stuck around through the thick and the thin. Oh, baby, I love you. I love you. Why can't we be together? Fucking love me. (laughs) Excuse me, I don't know where that came from. So... Normally, I drink while I record, so you progressively hear me get more and more drunk as the episode goes along. Now, earlier, before I started, I had a glass of whiskey, a big glass, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, but I switched to drinking some Imperial Oktoberfest lagers, and the brand you say is The Kaiser. Now, this can fucking... Looks good, but the reason why I picked it up is because it's, in fact, an Oktoberfest lager. Oktoberfest lagers are probably my most sought-after beer, I guess. I mean, fucking... I fell in love with the Sam Adams lager. And... uh, That one introduced me to the Oktoberfest style of brew making. So, I picked this one up. It was in a six-pack. Cost me 13 United States dollars. And it's at 8% volume, so excuse me, 8% APV. (sighs) So today, I'm going to go ahead and I kind of had to freestyle today's episode, so excuse me, you're going to hear me clicking and clacking and uh, doing all that shit in the background. But from the website RT, there's this interesting article that I found simply titled earth not so unique question mark first habitable world with water in atmosphere found using hubble telescope so a group of astronomers may have found earth's long-lost cousin discovering the first ever habitable terrestrial planet with water in its atmosphere and this is all according to new research using the hubble telescope now this planet is known uh, in, as, in the scientific term or world, as K2-18b, and it's a mysterious. Uh, it's a mysterious exoplanet, twice the size of Earth with eight times its mass, but its atmosphere could help answering the burning question about the possibility of life beyond our solar system. So basically earth isn't the only earth-like planet anymore and uh if you thought otherwise you're a fucking idiot the just the mathematical fa- uh, fucking chance of us being the only habitable planet in the known galaxy uh bleh. the galaxy is ever expanding and uh, we're only able to reach so far into it with our current technology. So, I mean, there's way more out there than we know. But this brings us closer to answering the fundamental question. Is Earth unique? And, um... I don't know about you guys, but that that's actually a very fucking... Big... Big fucking revelation. Um... It's, uh... It's no longer a question of, are we the only ones out here? It's, the question is, are they similar to us with the differences in our planets? At this point, you know? Even if they're microbes or fucking bacteria or whatever the fuck it may be... Uh, or fuck, maybe they're even more advanced than we are. Fuck, we don't know. We can only see the exterior of the planet. So, I mean, that's some fucking crazy ass news. Uh, so, for those of you that frequent the show, you, maybe you remember the story that I talked about not too far, not too long ago about the blackest black. The color, the material, the substance, uh, Vanta black. Well, MIT professor Brian Wardle says the new black. That they created in MIT with engineers absorbs ninety-nine point nine nine five percent of visible light. Now, to put that into comparison, Vantablack was the previous holder with a title of the Blackest Black, and that substance absorbs ninety-nine point nine six percent of visible light. So, I mean these percentages are fucking futile in the grand scheme of what the human eye can see, but scientifically, this substance is uh, blacker than the blackest black <laughs> I uh, took that sound bite out of my fucking soundboard but yeah, I would've played the blackest black, blacker than the blackest black times infinity, or whatever Nathan Explosion says but yeah researchers at the massachusetts institute of technology say they discovered a new black that sucks up 99.99 99.995 <laughs> percent of visible light and they credit much of that discovery to an mit artist in residence the muse excuse my pronunciation i don't know if i said that right but uh they did this uh process or procedure to create the darkest black with an artist so they're not fucking bogarting who gets to use it so the new material is currently on display in a piece of art called the redemption of vanity which costs or which codes let me let me slow down slow it down brother so this art piece is basically a two million dollar u.s diamond in the all-consuming blackness that is this new black and I don't think they have a name for it but if they do, let me continue reading Uh, the artwork yeah, okay, so it doesn't even say that there's a name for it they just say it's blacker than Venta Black Uh... yeah, okay, so yeah that's a thing now this diamond is it's a two million dollar diamond apparently and uh, if you want to look up pictures of it go ahead and uh, do so it it's, uh, looks literally like a I don't know I mean how do you describe the absence of light or the absence of reflection it, I mean it literally looks like a Photoshop cut out of a diamond shape on a pedestal a gold pedestal it looks fake in pictures now if you were to put this up to something that is painted with the same substance as the background it would disappear completely and just look like a pedestal with nothing on it so that's fucking crazy and I mean the reason why they create such fucking uh coatings, I guess you would want to call it, is that they use it for uh, stuff in space. Like They use it to uh, put on the inside of lenses of cameras and shit that they have in space or satellites. So uh, there's less uh, glare or distortion in photos taken or captured by by said uh, imaging... imagers. <laughs> Excuse me for trying to sound smart there, but uh, yeah. I'm going to move on from that. A research team unveils the tuna bot, the first robotic fish to keep pace with, you guessed it, a tuna. And this was done at the University of Virginia School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Mechanical engineers at the University of Virginia School of Engineering leading a collaboration with biologists from Harvard University, have created the first robotic fish proven to mimic the speed and movements of live yellowfin tuna. So in essence, this is the first mechanical piece of machinery, or mechanical machinery redundant much. So yeah, it's the first robot to actually be similar in movement and speed as something that is biological so that's fucking incredible so something that literally moves and reacts like a living organism that is completely mechanical uh they uh did a paper called Tuna Robotics, a high-frequency experimental platform exploring the performance space of swimming fishes, and it was published September 18th in Science Robotics. Uh, the Tuna Project was born out of a five-year, 7.2, 7.2 million multidisciplinary university research in, initiative with the U.S. Office of Naval Research. Jesus Christ. So, basically they're gonna use these underwater robots in a a various range of applications. Uh, Defense, uh, marine resource exploration, infrastructure inspection, and recreation. I mean, so basically it's just an underwater drone the size of a fucking tuna. And uh, it looks like a tuna in the water, and it acts like a tuna in the water. So if it's painted realistically, No one would know the difference Uh, So that's fucking crazy Uh, Let's see in another Fucking science is moving too fast Scientists create a device that can mass produce human embryos If that doesn't fucking make you shudder in terror Scientists have invented a device that can quickly produce large numbers of living entities that resemble very primitive human embryos. Yikes. Uh, Other scientists have previously created synthetic embryos, which are known as embryoids. And these entities are made by coaxing human stem cells to form structures found in very early human embryos, Uh, so questions have been raised about how similar to complete embryos they could and should be allowed to become, so I mean, that's just a question of ethics. But the fact that they can already basically build the building blocks of life itself. So if there's an image here I'm gonna go ahead and read the description of the image these human embryo like structures at the top of the were synthesized from human stem cells they've been stained to illustrate different cell types the image at the bottom of of the embryoids is the new device that was invented to make them and uh, to the layman which would be me they're fucking very very similar so, I mean, you've heard about, uh, artificially inseminating women with, uh, children? Uh. That's basically the future of fucking science, as we know it. Uh. That's actually kind of scary. But, fuck, I guess that's where we need to go. So, They've uh, made this AI-powered app, also, that can spot skin cancer with 95% accuracy. And, uh... That's pretty cool. So, it's an Android and iOS app, and it lets people track skin spots for changes over time. So, uh, if people have concerning spots, they can take a picture with their camera. And within 30 seconds of submitting this photo People can uh, Find out if they might have a possibility of having cancer So that's fucking... That's crazy, that's actually a good use for fucking smartphones I think they're dumbing us down as a nation, as a world Really, I mean... I mostly blame the internet on top of that But you know, that's neither here nor there And with that, I must say, rich and rare. Uh. So, it's close to October. And I want to resurrect a segment I used to do more frequently than I have been doing. So, let's dust off this and rise to the occasion. Robert William Picton. Born October 26, 1949, in Port Coquiltham, British Columbia, Canada. He's a former pig farmer and Canada's most prolific serial killer. He preyed on hookers and drug addicts as they were easily forgotten and... Uh, most notably not ever filed for a missing person. It started in August, 1997. He picked up a local hooker and heroin addict, 24 year old, Marnie Frey, offering drugs in exchange for sex. After coitus, he turned violent and she was never again seen. He buried parts of her body around the farm and what was left he took to West Coast Reduction, an animal waste disposal plant. So not only did he have the appetite for sexual domination, it turned into the lust for murder. From 1995 to 1997, 24 Four, uh, Twenty-one women went missing. He loved every bit of it. The pickup, the courtship on the street corner downtown, how much he'd pay, the killing, the dismembering. I think it was just a process he really enjoyed. It. He eventually maintained friendships with these women, using them to lure other women. One of these women was named Lynn Ellingston, or Ellingson. For several months in 1999, she lived on his property. One night after getting high, she was awoken by a noise. She noticed a light in the slaughterhouse. So out of curiosity, she went to go see what it was. Once she cracked open the door, she saw a woman dangling by a meat hook. It was Georgina Pappen, his latest victim. Lynn ran for her life, but for some reason, Willie didn't pursue her. Lynn never went to the police, so he kept on perfecting his process with his third victim, Brenda Wolf. She went onto his property to score some drugs, and again, she disappeared. He typically bound his victims or handcuffed them. And strangled some victims either with wire or with a belt. She went to his property as most of his victims did unwillingly to never be seen again. And all he did to do was to dispose of the body the way he would any animal remains. The method was. Filling up barrels with their body parts and dropping them off at the disposal plant. Over time, more and more women went missing from the skid row that was east side downtown Vancouver. Eventually, more time passed and he had become overconfident in his method. He stopped disposing of the bodies right away, storing their heads, hands and feet in plastic buckets that he kept in meat freezers in November 2001 he picked up 26 year old Mona Wilson promising her again with free drugs and alcohol instead of taking her to his property where he normally took he took to a hidden camper where he began to have sex with her and began to beat her after she struggled and fought back, he shot her with a 22 revolver, splattering her blood all over the camper. He never cleaned it up. In 2002, police got a tip from a truck driver that frequented Picton's farm, citing that he saw several illegal firearms. Police used this tip and were horrified with what they eventually came to find. What they weren't ready to realize is that one man was responsible for murder and the desecration of corpses. The skulls were bisected with a reciprocating saw, which he used in his slides on the pigs. They went in with the search for these guns, but ended up finding more than they bargained for. There was DNA all over the farm, body parts in the form of bones and teeth, and partial jawbones. They brought him back and During the interrogation, they got nothing as he denied and just seemed to not know what they were talking about. Hours went by and almost after 12 hours going by they tried to crack him in a different method. Switching their tactics, they moved him into a holding cell with another inmate. Well, he knew he was under surveillance he had no idea that his soulmate was an undercover police officer. So he had no problem bragging to him. This newfound friend. Everything. Really? That's I was talking about. Yeah. The tally of his body count, seeing as how they couldn't retrieve everybody, they estimate from 6 to 49 as he was on tape discussing his number to the undercover police department. 49. All I needed was one more. That's why I got sloppy. This criminologist says the tape is chilling, but nothing about it is surprising. He just looked upon this as a number. So totally depersonalized, so totally detached, so totally insensitive, so totally unempathetic, classic psychopathic personality. Picton has never been out of jail since those police interviews of eight years ago. He is now 60 years old and is serving a life sentence with no chance of parole for 25 years, meaning he will likely die behind bars. So, for those of you new, That was a segment I like to call Serial Killer Corner. Uh, So, the other day, I was watching this movie and it wasn't very good. The movie that I'm talking about was The Dead Won't Die. Or was it The Dead Won't Stay Dead? Let me make sure that's exactly what it's called. It's a zombie movie with Bill Murray. The dead... Oh, the dead don't die. Excuse me. It's a zombie movie with fucking Bill Murray. uh, Chloe Sevigny. Tilda Swinton. uh, That asshole that plays... uh, Fucking whatever he does in Star Wars. Adam Driver. And uh, I... It started off slow and uh I guess they're trying a little too hard to make it a cult movie. Sorry Bill Murray it was a fucking steaming pile of shit. Not even your cadence and nuance could make this movie any good. It was fucking completely boring. I had to stop watching it. I don't even know how it ended. It was that bad. So to the people that directed that movie and uh wrote that movie Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the whole point of that was it's supposed to be. But I did not like it. Uh, I just like the song. I'm sorry, I have to hear it a little bit more. Sorry, that's enough of that. <laughs> so let me get back, back on track. So I guess today I'm going to talk about a little experience I had yesterday. So let's get into that. Well, oh, that's louder than I wanted it to be. Let me go ahead and try that again if you didn't guess by those disgusting ear raping sounds oh shit I said the R word sorry um, food this is gonna be my food segment uh, I tried the impossible whopper for those of you not in the know that's the meatless hamburger made by impossible meats another company going after the plant based tastes like the real deal shit the other company that's bigger and more famous is Beyond Meat. They're plant-based again. And uh, I I went in optimistic, you know. Burger King's burgers are more meat than McDonald's. Even though McDonald's has uh, 100% beef, copyright, copywritten. There's a copyright on the fucking word, phrase, 100% beef. So they can call something 100% beef, and it's not actually 100% beef. That's the legal loophole. Welcome to America. (laughs) So, the Impossible Burger, sorry for that. Um, I can't get over this up. Uh, the Impossible Burger, uh, is actually not bad. It actually does taste like meat. I mean, the texture's a little off, but they're going for flavor, not texture. Right? I would describe it as a very inexpensive hamburger taste. So if you know what cheap burger meat tastes like, that's what it goes for. So I mean it's not a fail. It tastes like meat. It doesn't taste like Kobe, I'm gonna guarantee that. But it tastes better than dog food. <laughs> um the only thing though is that when they I mean, every restaurant's going to be different. The one that I got, mine, uh, they burnt the edges. Like the outside ring of meat, where I guess the patty itself kind of domed up in the middle. Like uh, meat burger patties that are preformed kind of tend to do that. They kind of bubble up in the middle. So you got to weigh them down. And the burnt edges on it taste fucking. You can taste the chemicals in it. Uh. I didn't try it completely vegan cuz I'm not a bitch. I had I had some cheese on the some bitch. Trying to disguise the flavor as much as possible, you know. And uh yeah, uh 10 out of 10, I would uh, repeat again. And uh, and I would uh, suggest you guys go and try it. It's uh, not as bad as it sounds. Well, um Going over my my time. Seeing as how nothing really cool happened at the Area 51 meetup, it turned out to everyone just completely being bitch mode and kind of didn't do anything crazy. Uh, yeah, that's all I got today. So hopefully you guys like the show. Uh, if you're new here, shout me out on your... S- on your social media because I don't have any I'm too lazy to do that shit myself uh, and I do all of this by myself so I can't or I can but I, I, I'm i a little paranoid when it comes to social media so uh, yeah do me a favor shout out this podcast on all of your social media you can go to the website Com to listen oh excuse me those are the demons in my stomach Uh, if you don't have the Podbean app, I'd recommend you get it. It automatically notifies you when I upload. You can like, comment, share, subscribe, do all the fucking jazz there. You can listen to it on any, basically any phone platform, I guess, phone, iOS, Google, uh Tablets, you know, that works. You find it on Apple Store, the Google Play. You can find it on Spotify, so that's a cool thing. And if not, you can always go to the YouTube. Just type in "Hanging Heavy" podcast, and you'll find me there. Hopefully, not in my underwear. Oh yo 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 yo. Anyway, I'm your boy Desecrator. This has been hanging heavy, and you have been beautiful. Much love, and rich and rare.